Welcome to Vegan Radio number 103. We made it all this way. 103. Yes. So for 103, we've got a special Skype interview that Derek and I did with Sid Garza-Hillman. Back in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> way before I was born. Uh, Sid is a certified nutritionist and weight management coach. He works with private clients and teaches nutrition and healthy living classes to children and adults. Um, he calls it Transitioning to Health, so you can find him under that title. Um, he's also staff nutritionist and program director at the Mendocino Center for Living Well, um, located That's in California. Mendocino, California, Stanford and Eco Resort. I want to go. And we're on our way. We're on our Here way. We go. Click your heels three times. See, there's no place like the Center for Living Well. So he's got a manifesto. Yes. It's the uh, Approaching the Natural a Health Manifesto, <clears throat> modeled after the Anarchist Manifesto Handbook. <laughs> Communist Manifesto. Communist it's, Manifesto. It's nice and small, pocket-sized, hand-held. If you have a big pocket. If you have a big pocket and a, and a big hand. Or a pocket book. <laughs> it is a pocket book. It's a pocket book. A pocket book for pocket, pocket book. books. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's definitely a good read. Quick. There's a foreword by the co-founder of Twitter. That's always very exciting when you get to name drop things like the co-founder of Twitter. Co-founder of Twitter. <laughs> What's his name? Biz? Biz, Biz Stone. B-I-Z. Man, he was meant to be the co-founder of Twitter. Absolutely. You can't do anything else with a name like Biz Stone. It's a tweet name. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, it was a really good talking to Sid, and um, he's got a lot of great things to say about different ways you Sid's can... Sid's a cool name, you know. You think? There's like that dude from Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett, and then there's Sid Vicious... God had do great things Sid if your Garza name is Hillman. Sid. Yeah, you do great things if your name is Sid. <laughs> Sid Garza Hillman is actually also a uh, he's a musician. That's what he did for most of oh, his yeah. life. It's, a, it's was, a musician's name, right? Yeah, I mean, only the cool people. Maybe I should change my name. Sid V. <laughs> <laughs> so G and Sid V. <laughs> That's it, guys. It's official. It's my new name. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead you, and drop this interview on you. Give it, give you what we got, <clears throat> and you're gonna love this it. This is Vegan Radio. We're head, here with Sid. What's your last name? Garza Hillman. Garza Hillman. It's two last names. Well, hyphenated. Hyphenated. Yeah. My my wife is Garza, and I'm Hillman. Ah. So Lovey had a has some questions for you to start with. Yeah, okay. I I enjoyed reading your book a lot. I I thought it was um, it was. A simple, interesting, and fun way to approach the topic of health, and uh, it's definitely a topic dear to my heart. Um, always trying to improve myself, and approaching the natural is, is a great way. But my, my first question is about the, your, your education as a nutritionist and what brought you to um, be a nutritionist. Um, what... What brought me there was um, in 1992, I remember it well, I was uh, um, had just graduated from college um, as a philosophy major, and uh, that trained you well to do what I did at the time was to be a musician. And so <laughs> I, was a, I was an indie rock musician, but I was also a chronic asthmatic and um, uh, you know, a long distance runner, which I still am. And I was handed a book because I was you know, ha holding my inhaler with me basically and definitely on runs before and after. 
Um, I was handed a book by a friend and read it, um, made a slight dietary change, and my asthma went away, and I've never had it since. And my dad, um, also a chronic asthmatic, all of his siblings chronic asthmatics, although my dad at 75 is now off all chronic asthma medication as well. Um, at 75 years old for the first time in 35 years. So um, that's what began my trek. I thought, this is incredible. What a huge change. In less than a month, I was asthma-free and, and like I said, never had it since. So that began my trek of just reading while doing all the other things I was doing, music, music, and I later became a full-time actor and just constantly read Nutrition, Nutrition until I moved up to where I live now, which is on the Mendocino Coast, and found the Stanford Inn um, and befriended uh, Joan and Jeff Stanford, the owner's and they're a vegan resort and uh, have a wellness center. And I thought, this is something I, I want to pursue as a, as a career. So I went back to school, became a certified nutritionist, and now I run the wellness center there. That's called the Mendocino Center for Living Well. Amazing. That's very cool. Well, well, do you mind telling us what the dietary ingredients were that um, were causing your asthma? Uh, 100% Dairy. dairy. I've thought yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because I wasn't—I actually wasn't even vegan at the time. I've been strict vegan since 2002, and then before then, I was you know on and off plant-based. Um, but dairy was the one. And uh, looking back in my to my youth, um, I my mom took me off dairy when I was a small child because I had eczema. And oh, wow. I think upon advice of probably some doctor, she reintroduced it later on. Um, and I didn't get eczema again. Of course, I had pretty bad allergies enough to have asthma and also to take, you know, in, uh, inject allergy injections and things like that. So it's clear to me looking back that I had a pretty severe, uh, you know, dairy allergy. What's become clear since then is that I actually think human beings have a, a, a dairy <laughs> allergy, <laughs> you know, and some, and some have worse than others, but mine obviously was pretty severe. So what what's your approach for uh, those who are already... Uh, dairy-free, vegan, uh, if they if they come to you with, with some ailment or illness, like I mean, obviously, depending on what it is, but, you know, is there, there's not, like, a one-cure fix for everyone outside of, you know, giving up dairy and becoming vegan. <laughs> um, that's, I think that either you touch on that in the rest of your book. It's, it's a, an approach to your whole life uh, being more simple and natural. Um yeah, I, I do, and my my um my approach is quickly. Even at, when I became a nutritionist, it quickly became so much more than nutrition. It had to, to for me to get somebody to a level of health. I couldn't just say here eat this stuff because there's so much psychological stuff that goes into that, and 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 lifestyle, and we're the way we're connected to food, and and I'll also say that that typically I don't even while personally I'm vegan um, for all the reasons that some people would be vegan. Uh, what I realized is that um, you can be su- supremely unhealthy and vegan. Um, obviously, you can be supremely unhealthy and not vegan, too. Um, vegan means you don't eat animal products, but it doesn't speak necessarily to what you do eat. And so things that are refined sugar and refined flour and white rice are all vegan. Potato chips are vegan. Um, and so a lot of times I get you know this, uh, well, I was vegan, but I, I felt, I just got this, I was teaching a class two days ago, got this exact thing. I was, I was vegan, but I had no energy, and I, we, so I had to start eating meat again. Well, I go, well, that, that's, uh, I need more information than that, because if you're yeah. just eating white rice and refined stuff, of course you're weak. And in that case, meat is a healthier version of food for you than, than white flour, you know, and I don't think it's as healthy even not even close as something like 
whole plants, but, but you know, that's definitely a step healthier. Um, so that's, I need to know the whole picture. So in a short answer, uh, at the end of a very long answer, I would move somebody <laughs> to think about whole plants. And if they have things like diabetes, then I got to go a little deeper with that. And same thing with cancer, things like that. I go a little bit deeper for, but all in all, it's, I'm a whole plant, uh, champion. And your book is a lot about <clears throat> the transition, not having to be overnight and black and white that you can make steps and, um, and, you know, not be really hard on yourself when you fail. You just do the best yeah. you can. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you why. I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. One is, um, it, I find, I have found, um, this is probably going to sound, you know, whatever, um, that nothing else works, you know, plain and simple. When I began to be, uh, start my practice as a nutritionist, I, I wasn't even effective. And that's what, that's what drove my, my thinking and probably my philosophy training finally came into play, um, was um, came into thinking about wh what can actually work. As much as I'd love the whole world to transition to whole plants from tomorrow, it ain't going to happen. I know that it's not, not going to happen. Instead of giving somebody this in-depth plan that they're not going to follow two months later, whether it's exercise or, or mindfulness, you know, meditation kind of art, all the things that I advocate that make up the picture of what I believe to be a healthy human being, including it's just not going to work. They're going to burn out, and that's the sort of the human condition in the modern world is to take on a whole bunch of, of gimmicky kind of stuff and then burn out. It's not interesting to me. So I really found that small steps, and then I took it even further into just what I would even call just like the smallest steps, you know, things that to most people would seem inconsequential to me seem totally profound and, and relevant and, um, and I'm getting good results as a result. Yeah, I think a lot of people do fail at the vegan diet and probably other types of diets um, just because they try to, it's all or nothing, you know. Oh, I messed up and I'm, I'm just going to go back to the way I was rather than, you know, <clears throat> letting that go and doing the best you can focusing day to day. On, they're focusing on the small mess-ups instead of the small victories, and I think that's a huge part of um, where, I mean, society in general, but diet fails. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't actually, uh, I try not to, like, vegan, I guess, would be a diet. I, what I try to, I hate the word diet because it implies this yeah. kind of short, I'm going to go on a diet, you know, and, and what I would rather do is set a behavior pattern um, early so that it yields a long-term just shift. I mean, I, I don't struggle with being vegan. It's it's just what I do now. But the beginning was kind of weird and, and hard. And, and and of course, you know, I talked to, about this with, with um, Jeff Stanford a lot, the owner of The Inn, because, you know, he considers himself an ethical vegan. And again, like I'm talking about veganism and nutrition more than I ever would because I'm just trying to, as a nutritionist, helping people to, to live healthier. When you consider the environmental issues and the ethical issues, sometimes that, that's a pretty good motivator to make that change happen pretty quick, except to say that some people say, yeah, I get the ethical thing and I get the environmental thing, but I need my protein, but I just love food. And that's where I think nutrition is a perfect place to come in and say, you know, set the record straight about protein, set the record straight about how you can, and that's, you know, we have a restaurant here, Raven's Restaurant, that's vegan and it's phenomenal we get 95 percent of our people who come in here aren't even vegan or vegetarian they're blown away by the cuisine so we're just trying to dispel the myths and 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 break down the walls that are set up to making a change and one of those things is just to take little bitty steps introduce it and see how you 
feel, and most people feel really good doing it. Well, speaking of little, your book is nice and small. I, I really like the size of it. Um, what went into that decision? Were you hoping people could just bring it with them everywhere they go? Or I did. I called it a manifesto, um, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek. I, I, I really wanted it to be a broad-scope book, um, but little and accessible. Um, but I have to hand the size of the actual size to the publisher because he called me and he literally said, um, "I have a," he said, "I have a copy, a reissue copy of the Communist Manifesto on my desk, and it's a, it was like a reissue in the same size as the original was published." And he loved it. He goes, "What do you think about this?" And he sent me the the specs and took a picture of the of the Communist Manifesto next <laughs> to his hand, so I could kind of see the thing. I thought, "Oh, this is awesome! I love." that idea. Um, the one drawback, of course, is that we the type fairly small just because I wanted it to be a hip pocket kind of book. It's not very long, but I've had a couple older people go, I can't see the damn words. <laughs> and, like, well, on. Yeah. and so I'm like, well, you're too old to read. No, I'm joking. And I, and I go, you're, you know, put on your glasses. You'll be fine. And so it's, it's fine. People put on their reading glasses and it's not, not so small, but it's, you know, a little small. But, you know, yeah, so that was totally intentional. It literally fits in the back of your jean pocket and I thought, how great to just have a reminder with you. It's priced, you know, low as you probably know or don't, but it's, I wanted to make it a college student all up to 90 or beyond, you know, that anybody could pick it up and whip right through it and use it. Well, you could do the audio version for the older people. <laughs> I, good idea. <laughs> great idea. I thought it was a really great read too, because it, you, you really speak in it, you use your voice and you can tell you're a funny guy and you just, Put it all out there in words that are easy to understand and, and simple to to really um, pull it all together because it's a lot of information, it's a lot of advice, but you, you pull it all together by calling it approaching the natural, whatever becomes natural, and uh, or what you know taking steps to become more natural in in human nature, I guess you will say. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were talking earlier about the grounding stuff um, when oh, you talk yeah. about spending time, you know, connecting with the earth, being on the earth, and it, it's hard, because I was thinking about it as, as I was coming back into New York City this weekend, and I was like, where am I going to go ground myself now, because I've been doing it every day, because I, I was away, and now I'm back, I'm like, alright, i got to walk to a park, and like, look out on the floor, make sure I'm not stepping on <laughs> any thing gross but well, maybe maybe you should just explain what grounding is for our listeners and uh a little bit about how you came upon it okay well the whole the whole premise of the book of course is that i i, I work from the the starting point of the human as a species and, a, and an animal not as what we sort of become in this world so to say while it's normal for us to sit down all day in front of a cubicle that's normal. Well, it's not normal for us as a species. And while it's normal for people to eat takeout food and whatever else they're eating, it's not normal for us as a species. So while it's normal that we're wearing shoes and we're and we've covered literally the earth in asphalt and concrete and all the things, carpet and all the things that we've covered the earth in, and we're wearing shoes that have rubber soles. While that's normal to us as modern modern beings, it's not normal to us as a species. So. I can argue that really forever because I think most people would agree that, you know, 50,000 years ago we didn't have Nikes, for instance. I think that's <laughs> indisputable, you know what I'm saying? And so starting at that point with regards to food, with regards to creativity, with regards to socialization, and with regards to connecting to the earth, I, start, I made that starting point and then simply said the closer you get um, by steps. So 
you know, you going downstairs, I'll bet you there's a tree within ear, you know, within feet of your of the front of your building. I've been all through New York, and usually there is. Now, will you look weird touching a tree in the on the street? Probably. But the thing is, is that's totally more of a normal state than you sitting in a high rise in a in a room. And and I'm not saying, nor do I believe anybody would just go move back in the forest. But I think if you just take as little steps as possible to do that. So then I said, okay, given that premise, what is actually, is there something actually happening to the body? And I found incredible stuff about the electricity in the human body and what happens when you, when you say grounding your body, you're grounding electrically your body, which has electricity governs everything in our bodies, the way our neurons fire, the the heartbeat, it's all regulated by electricity. When you, when you build up electricity, electricity in body because you're not grounded to the earth in the same way that a house is grounded. You have that little grounding plug, and that's because if you have a surge of electricity in that house, it goes where? To the earth. It goes through a wire to a pipe that is stuck into the earth, about eight feet, actually. And so <laughs> there's literal, there's a little electric, there's an electrical effect. Then I did some research on the psychological effect, tests they've done with kids in the natural realm versus artificial, like an artificial playground versus a forest and the way that creativity emerges in the natural uh, in the natural environment more than it does in an artificial environment. It's sort of like a, a might makes right in the artificial environment, you know, the kid who's the strongest. But then in the nature, in nature, in a forest, the more creative children uh, emerge as leaders of the group, the kids who can make up the better games. It's totally fascinating to me. So that's where it went with that. It's literally grounding your body. And so um, free radical, free radicals are looking for electrons. When you step on the earth, you have access to the, the electrons that exist on the surface of the earth. It's pretty simple, but I, but I found it to be totally, people still think I'm crazy. And I actually thought it was crazy when I first read it, but it makes total sense to me now. So can you step on concrete with your bare feet or do you have to actually be in dirt? Or does, do you know? Um, apparently some like newer concretes have polymers in them that are, that shield the electricity. Um, asphalt is, um, no go. Some concrete is, um, here's how weird I am. I actually have a, a a grounding tester. Um, (laughs) I can see So, so I know that for instance, the, the concrete on my deck outside my house is ground is grounded and I know it's old. So that's why I, so I could step on that and I, uh-oh. I said, and I am in fact grounding on that on that uh, floor on that ground, but on my hardwood floors in my house, I don't ground because they're sealed with polyurethane, so it's not a grounding surface, and I can tell that that way. So it is it's fascinating. Best thing to do, obviously, is and the most natural, I would say, is to get your feet on some sort of dirt or touch a tree that that is grounded to the earth via its roots. Wow. How, how much? <laughs> where do you get a grounding tester? Is that like the hardware store thing, or? Um, I got it. Um. I got online, I think it was earthing.net, and I will tell you for anybody, so, okay, this is just like, <laughs> I don't know how much, but you're, I don't know what your listenership is, but I'll lose people here, so that's okay. <laughs> um, I, actually, I, actually, I, actually sleep, I actually sleep on a, on a sheet um, that has silver thread running through it that has a wire going from that sheet into the ground outlet, just the, the third little hole on the three-prong, three wow. um, and again, that goes to a wire that goes to the ground, and I have used my grounding tester to test that I ground while I sleep. Yeah, it sounds weird, but again, you know, it, Native Americans, what did they have on their feet? They had moccasins. They didn't have plastic. They didn't have rubber. 
moccasins are leather. Your sweat from your feet would ground your your feet right to that to that ground. Before that, we were barefoot. We dogs are barefoot, or at least they should be. You know, the animal, natural animals are grounded. It's a totally natural state. It's just that we've made it sound weird because we lock ourselves in rooms with fake stuff all around us. So my my argument is just 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 touch a little bit of that out there a little bit and see yeah. what see what difference that makes. I think there's a lot of crazy new age theories out there that make some some of the theories that are more that sound like they could be that a little weird. But I think in your book you really explain the whole thing with the electrons and how there's <clears throat> they need to find their mate to <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, I think that the new agey thing is touchy for me because I'm not anti new age at all. I I'm personally not so new agey. Um but I have friends that are I'm not opposed to it. I do find it to be um, a hindrance to trying to get the word out about stuff sometimes to people who are a little more mainstream. And and, um, and my philosophy of health is it's not just for people who are into health; it's for the human species. No matter what you do, if you're I was an indie rock musician. I'm 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 not. You know, you can you can see me, but I'm I don't have dreadlocks. Um, and so <laughs> I, I don't. You know, and so it's like it's it's there's no judgment there but it's just like i'm a dad and a musician and a nutritionist and i do a whole bunch of different stuff and i'm healthy and that's the message is not just for people who are into health or or mindfulness isn't just for people who are into meditation man you know it's like it's it's for it's a human condition we should be using our brains more than we do our minds more than we do and feeding our bodies a food that's appropriate to maintain what I think is a totally natural state, a state of health, where it's not natural for the human species to be unhealthy. I'm real, yeah, I love your approach. I think, um, you know, I, I've always tried to do that in my own life and, and approach natural and be more health conscious with my whole food, like whole food intake, whole plant food intake. And um, reading your book definitely affirmed it and, and helped reintroduce that. So thank you for awesome. putting it out there. And it's it came to me at a great time. I'm, I'm really much more motivated now. And, um, you know, yeah. I just want, I hope all of our listeners will go out and grab a copy of the book and become a little bit more familiar with what is natural. Because I think new age gets confused sometimes for actually old knowledge and old age. And, that's right. That's and, exactly And, you know, we so. have to keep that in mind that what you're saying is 100% true. So um, thank you. thanks for so, sharing that. You're welcome. So quick test question. So if you were going <laughs> to, let's say hypothetically, either make rice at home or get bad food takeout, what would you do? Um, I would definitely make brown <laughs> rice, organic brown rice, at my house before um, going and getting a vegan pizza any okay. any day. Just maybe, hypothetical. Maybe even get crazy and make quinoa or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, hold, hold it. That's nuts. Hey, I've got <laughs> I've got amaranth grain at my house. Wow. Let's talk oh. about this. <laughs> Let's talk. You, you are doing. Uh, Amaranth, five minutes, let go. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Well, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, could you give like some closing advice for people that are already vegan that have already, you know, they know meat and dairy is, is not the optimal food for their health, but maybe they're they're still looking for... They're eating that to, vegan mac and cheese instead of the crab. To their diet, is there, is there any like simple guidelines that you can give? Um. Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but but the closer the food that you put in your body, uh, the closer that food is to its natural state, 
better that food's going to be for your body, the better that your body's going to be able to understand that food. So even something that starts out kind of okay, which would be like a soybean, for instance, or whatever, you can obviously make that into something completely cuckoo and ridiculous, like soy protein isolate. So you can, you know, a soybean is fine. You know, people go nutty about soy only because they think they need protein 8,000 times a day. And so they're eating soy 8,000 times a day. And yeah, it tips the scales into nuttiness. But all things being equal, you can take food that's in its natural state and totally morph it and do that with, you know, wheat, obviously. Um, and we've totally changed it and made it ridiculous. So my advice would be to at least include, and this is for just general people. So I'm not talking about taking stuff away, but what I'm saying is I don't include things that are in their natural state, as even as little as you can. So if you like a burrito that's, that's you're vegan and so you have a burrito that has white flour tortilla and white rice and beans in it and lettuce and whatever, and that's just what you're going to have and you love it, great. But maybe you have a big green salad with that because the lettuce is untainted. It hasn't been messed with. Maybe you just have a few stocks of celery and some cucumber you still enjoy your burrito but you're going to dig the cucumber and celery too and it's alkaline and it's full of water talk about the way to hydrate yourself to eat food that's full of water um so that would be my advice and also if you're thinking about health to really get away from food only that the picture of health is a picture in my opinion of stress on the body and that's and so as weird as you you know i want to get healthier and people go okay i'm going to go on the diet um but diets are a quick fix, and that's a mental issue. You want that high of going on a 21-day cleanse. But if you're not going to change your whole life after that, then don't bother with a cleanse kind of thing. So consider adding other things into your life, like um, socializing with your friends in person, you know, uh, introducing some more art in your life, you know, little, little whatever you can do, because um, that will fill out the picture of health and not make it just about food or even just about body image, but about quality of life. Nice. Thank you so much. And so your website is what? Um, well, you can find me because I work at the, at the Stanford Mendocino Center for Living Well. That's livingwellmendocino.com. Uh, my private consultation and sort of my speaking engagement kind of stuff is transitioningtohealth.net. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at either one of these places, and, and um, I'm here. Cool. So this Mendocino Center, what it's is it a – place where people just go for retreats or to recover from diseases or well all the above it's um it's i it's the at the stanford inn and it's a a inn on the mendocino coast it's 41 rooms and joan and jeff started it in 1980 so it's been 33 years that they've had it and from the beginning have been an eco resort like completely real and not you know before the fad of being eco they truly are eco and now their restaurant ravens is 100 percent plant-based and mostly whole plants obviously for less processing and for health and the environment and and animals as well so that's where the wellness center their wellness center is it's called the mendocino center for living well so it is a an inn that people just come it's got organic nurseries uh, an organic garden that we that brings up a lot of produce to the restaurant um, and a full working, you know, wellness center. So some people come just for an amazing stay and other people come specifically for the wellness center to get healthy. We do retreats and all those kinds of things. And so it's really a building, um, a building entity and it's really fun to be a part of it. Cool. Sounds amazing. You start saving up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, get, get out here and see. It's, it is, it is really cool. We have gardening classes as part of the wellness center. That's kind of, a, you know, we have, we think, again, like they, we share the same philosophy. So for that's me, probably the best way to, health, 
best way to get grounded, right? Is yeah. stick yeah, your exactly. hands in Put the dirt. Put your hands in the dirt. That's exactly right. That's Sweet. exactly right. So, yeah. So, well, thanks. Wow. It was really great reading your book and good to talk to you. And uh, we'll Hopefully in... we'll see you on the West Coast someday. Yeah. Anytime you want, let me know. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and when you. you do your New York City tour, we'll we'll hook you up. Let us know. Yeah. There you go. I love New York. I'd get, I'd go there in a second if I could. I I visited a bunch of times. Love it. If I ever lived in another big city, it wouldn't be LA. It'd be New York. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have All a great right. night. Thank you. Bye. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Bye bye. Bye. Well, that was great. That was an amazing interview. It was amazing. I'm very proud of us. Our Skype skills are really extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we, if, if you didn't say Skype, nobody would have known. I mean, we didn't. We were in person. Like we were, went to California. Like we were right there at the health center. Yeah, we went to California. Getting grounded. And, and got grounded like in Mendocino. like copper wrapped around us. That sounds playing. like a movie. Grounded in Mendocino. <laughs> um, have you ever been grounded? I've been grounded. Lots of times. Were you, were, were you uh, when you were growing up, did they have time, time outs or were you just grounded? I, I've only been grounded one time in my whole life, actually, by my parents, by my mom. And um, I was a very good child and I never got caught. Really? <laughs> very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> but the one time I was grounded, it was to the porch. No further than the porch. The porch? Yeah, so I got to sit on the porch and watch everybody else play. Because wow. that was at a time so when, you know, people played outside and, like, and actually... Yeah, and we had porches to sit on. So I was allowed to sit on my porch and see my friends play, but I couldn't actually go out into wow. the neighborhood. Yeah. It must have been tough. It was just the one time. I learned my lesson, obviously. Don't get caught. Don't get caught. As per usual, we've written a... Really special song for you, Sid. We spent hours. Hours and hours and days and months. That's why it took so long, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoy it. I hope we enjoy it. Uh, I hope we get through play it. talk for you. When Sid Garza Hillman was a young man, he had to use an inhaler. So he cut out all them nasty dairy products Cause they were unnecessary products Well it didn't happen overnight Cause you know, the world, it just ain't black and white But once it happened, he wrote a manifesto So he could let the rest of us know what is best, yo What's best, Lovey? Approaching the natural. Oh, yeah. This it guy's a hell man. He's a real man. A health manifesto. Yes, sir. To help heal the human. Yes. Approaching the natural. Oh, you gotta get yourself grounded. This it guy's a hell man. Your fears are all unfounded. A health manifesto. Get yourself a sheet with some silver thread. To help heal the Plug in your bed. Approaching the natural. Maybe you're a electron. Guys human. Who needs to find a mate? A health manifesto. You go online dating, and you find yourself an electron date. What's it, guys? A hellman. <laughs> <laughs>